Hey everyone, it's Windy City for I think the fourth VRMLB podcast. Um, I'm gonna go through the last couple trades and maybe then talk about the standings and what's been up on the chat or whatever. So the first trade we're gonna discuss here is Minnesota and the KC trade. Minnesota gets Raul Mondesi, KC gets Irvin Santana. Um, Irvin Santana is 33, only 181 innings pitch, 1.22 whip, 8.4 hits per nine, 7.4 strikeouts per nine. Um, Raul Mondesi, utility player, 21, 504 OPS. He has an eight speed and it looks like his fielding and assists are off. Doesn't say it has any record. So he might've been import. I wonder if the air, uh, the file for Raul Mondesi is wrong. Um, I might have to go in and fix that. He has a really high strikeout rate, 192 strikeouts for 540 at-bats. Um, I can see you using Raul Mondesi as your as a bench guy, as a uh, defensive replacement, maybe as a, uh, like a little pinch runner. But with that bat, I don't think he's ever really going to progress into much more than, you know, the... 11, 12, 13th guy off your bench and really just there to serve as a replacement for any injuries that happen during games and as a pinch runner. And Irvin Santana, he's probably going to give you a solid two years as a back end of the guy rotation, maybe even third guy in your rotation. And I think you probably could have gotten a little more for him. But overall, it's not like that bad of a trade. I can see where... Minnesota is coming from, but I wouldn't give them, I would probably give them like a D-ish on the trade because Ramon Dusty is just not, I I mean, if he was on my team, I'd probably keep him on my roster, but I would give him hopefully less than 50 at-bats. He would only come in as a defensive replacement and as a guy who pinch runs. Uh, the next trade is the LA-San Francisco trade, which got overturned. So what happened here was basically Jeremy's 14 just didn't, uh, sorry, excuse me, value Rich Hill. Um, 36 years old, but because he has such a high innings count and such a low hits per nine, 6.3 and a 10.6 strikeout rate, he's going to be good for probably the next two to four years. And he just didn't value him as, and he also traded Luis Avalon in the deal, who's an excellent reliever. He did get Brandon Belt back, so this wasn't a terrible trade, but because it was involving a vet and a new guy, a newbie, who just didn't realize how good Rich Hill was, uh, the trade committee decided to overturn it by a vote of five of five. Um, if this was if this had happened in t- between two vets, I would still probably this this probably wouldn't have received five out of five votes. It probably still would have gone to committee because you get a great reliever and a great starting pitcher for basically just a first baseman and Eduardo Nunez, who's similar to Adrian Gonzalez, slightly lower. But, you know, because it was involved in newbie, uh, trade committee decided to overturn it. And Jeremy's 14 messaged me after saying, like, he basically wanted to overturn it. Uh, the next trade... This trade I just don't get. Uh, it's Atlanta and New York, the New York Mets. 
Atlanta gets Addison Reed, New York Mets get Dansby Swanson. So Addison Reed, 27 years age, 0.95 whip, 7.0 hits per nine with a 10.6 strikeout rate. Um, and then Dansby Swanson, shortstop, 22 years old, five, 516 at-bats, um, 136 strikeouts. His fielding percentage is pretty bad, 9.53. So, I mean, I would probably use him as a DH if I could. But what I don't get here is Atlanta, if you take a look at their roster, they really don't have a lot on offense. And their starting pitching isn't very good at all. Besides, after Julio Tehran and then maybe Hellickson, it really starts to drop off pretty quickly. And they don't have like a very good bullpen either. I mean, besides Reed. And so I don't really see why you would do this trade. Dansby Swanson's 22. Um, he's probably going to be a pretty solid bat for you for the next, I mean, six years. And I don't think the Bs were, will be competitive for probably three to five years. And by that time, Reed's just not going to be a very good reliever anymore. I mean, he's probably still going to be usable in three, four, five years, but he's going to start really aging out. And I don't know why you would trade a young bat for a reliever who's not going to help you win a World Series this year or next year and probably not even the year after. And by then, he's going to start regressing. I think jumping has sort of made some bad trades with this team. I mean, I don't know. I don't really get why you would trade Swanson. He's going to be a pretty good DH guy for you in three, four, or five years when you're when you're hopefully competitive. And I just don't really see why you would do this trade. It doesn't make sense in your competitive state currently. You're not going to be a competitive team, no offense, but I mean, you're bottom of the pack, I think. Let's look. Uh, you have, where are you? Uh, okay, so there's 10, 17, negative 30 run differential. I mean, what is the Pythag on that? Yeah, so you're 10 and 17 Pythag. Yeah, so you're just not a good team. And I don't get why you would trade young assets for older assets, especially reliever relievers who are older. I just, I don't get it. And for New York, though, I think this is a pretty good trade. I think it helps keep their window open for longer. Their bullpen's not excellent. And Reed would have probably pitched some really solid innings. But their entire lineup, besides uh, Conforto and now Swanson, was 27 or above so they were all declining and i think swanson will help allow the mets to stay competitive for maybe a couple more years because they do have a very young rotation they just really need to start upgrading their lineup and get a little younger so i get definitely get this from the mets side i would probably give them a b plus and i'd probably give the b's i mean an f uh, the next trade was Brock Stewart to Minnesota for Trevor Plouffe to L.A. Um, for L.A., this makes sense. They sort of needed a backup third baseman once uh, Turner went down for, I think, it was like 30 games or so. And Truth will, Plouffe, sorry, Plouffe will do that. He's not great. He has a 7, 
26 OPS. He has only 319 at-bats, so he's only going to be useful for this year. After this, he probably won't get any more at-bats in the majors. But, you know, he's an okay backup third baseman for this year. And Brock Sturt, he's 24. He has 224 innings pitched with a 1.61 whip and 10.6 hits per nine. I don't really see him turning into anything. I think that the Twins could have gotten more for Plouffe. I don't know how much more because Plouffe isn't very good. But I think you could have gotten someone who might have been de developed into a guy who can be used. And Stewart, I mean, best case scenario, long reliever. Maybe fifth man in the rotation, in a bad rotation. Um, his contract's going to be very expensive with all those innings pitched, though, for what he is. So, I don't know. I would probably... The, it wasn't a great trade. It wasn't a terrible trade. It's not going to make much of a difference. Like, th thinking war terms, I wouldn't expect that much of a difference. But, you know, it was just an average trade, sort of. Uh, the other trade, Houston and Florida. I think I talked about that much. Um, sorry, enough. 17 players were involved. Um, guys, just... You can't do that. I talked about it earlier about the 19 player in trade. Just don't do it. So H Tennis and uh, Golden Kane got banned from trading for the rest of the season, and their first round draft picks have been taken away. <coughs> um, yeah, just you can't do that. And I think I talked about it enough. I sent out a couple messages. You know, if you have any other questions about it, let me know. But you just can't trade that many guys in one trade. I don't want it. It's not realistic. And this league is supposed to mimic, you know, the MLB, basically. I mean, like, there's not the differences in um, salaries for each team. Because I find that if you do that, the teams like Minnesota or Cleveland or Chicago or like the White Sox are going to have issues because like Minnesota they're never going to have a good payroll so you're going to give them such a horrible payroll that it's going to be hard to field a competitive team and you, those teams just turn into rotational teams where the owners come in for a season drop out because they find out they can't be really competitive and teams like the Yankees the Cubs uh, the Dodgers, especially Red Sox, etc., basically become almost always competitive. So I didn't. I decided not to do that. But we have other, you know, sig uh, significantly realistic rules like the luxury tax, etc. Um. So, uh, J.K. is looking like he's wanting to make some other trades on the chat box. Anyway, also, okay. So let's go to the standings. I'm going to pick out a couple teams that are surprising me. Right now, Houston, I think, is my biggest surprise on how bad they are. They have the second-worst run differential. They're 9-18. and 18. I just wasn't... Their, their uh, bullpen... I mean, sorry, not their bullpen. Their lineup, I thought, it doesn't have any top-heavy guys, but it's relatively... I think it's relatively well put together maybe I don't know it's I wouldn't think that they would be one of the worst teams with this they do have two pretty solid pitchers I think that if they could upgrade the back end of their rotation they would be in a lot better shape uh 
unfortunately for them, they're banned from trading. But I don't know. I just think that I'm just sort of surprised by how bad they are. I wasn't expecting Houston to be one of the bottom five teams. Uh, unlike the Brewers in Philly and San Diego, which I think I can definitely see being some of the worst teams. And then uh, if we're going to the top of the standings, I'm sort of surprised by how good the Rangers are. I wasn't expecting them to be bad, but I mean, they're excellent. They're the best team, 21 and five. Um, they don't have, they have Adrian Beltre and Luke Croy and Beltron, but after that, it's not, oh, very, it's not a amazing lineup. And it's not like their best pitcher is Darvish, who's no doubt a very good pitcher, but then it goes downhill after that. Colby Lewis, I mean, he has a 1.13 whip, but his strikeout rate is pretty bad, 5.7. And I mean, Cole Hamels, he's, you know, an okay guy. AJ Griffin's okay. They just don't, I wasn't expecting them to be the best team in the league, but so far they have, uh, they are the best team. And then after that, the Giants, which I don't think is very surprising with Bumgarner and uh, Blanc or Blanche. I don't know how you say his name. Blatch. I don't know, but those two are going to be, they're not, they do have a really short bullpen though. So I think if you could hammer away at their starters and get them out of the game early, that you could probably hit them up pretty well because they only have what, they're only carrying five guys on their bullpen, pretty short, but they have a lot of outfielders, which, yeah, I don't know. I might, personally, I'd probably switch out maybe Bond for another reliever or something, or Williamson, but uh, anyway, I think that's it, all I have to talk about, JK and Josh are going at it on the chat box, but you can all see it, um, yeah, so I think that's it, um, I'll try to do another podcast later this week or maybe next week. Um, as the season starts going, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about because I think trades have sort of settled down now. Um, if you guys have any like suggestions, if you want me to do some time of type, sorry, of segment, uh, let me know and I'll think about including it or pro I'll probably actually include it. But uh, until then... This is Windy City signing off for the VRMLB podcast.